Hello, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Dropping the Plumb Line. It's January 12th, 2021, and God's put it in my heart for the next several days to just go through a chapter and highlight some key verses for you to just then take, and maybe it just gives you a a target with which to spend a little time with God and to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, because I think these scriptures can reveal a lot of what's going on in the hour that we're living in right now. And God wants to train us really to hear his voice, that still small, quiet voice for ourselves above all the voices that are out there. So where I'm going to focus my attention is in 1 Kings 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. And yesterday I shared a little bit about a prophetic word that God is revealing right now that the next three and a half years are very critical. And when I look at chapter 18 in 1 Kings, I see that that chapter is very parallel to what happened and transpired in 2020 with the body of Christ. I do believe that God raised up his prophetic voice in that year. I do believe that God caused the prophets to speak. And as they spoke, it opened up the eyes so that people could actually see what was happening Uh, because they had been blinded by the enemy. And some things were actually hidden by the enemy, and it was God's appointed time to start bringing these hidden things up into the light. And so as the prophets were speaking, these things came up, and then we were able to choose who we were going to side with. We were going to side with the Lord and his truth and what he is saying and what he's doing, or were we going to continue partnering with the enemy after these revelations came to pass? And so that was one of the things that happened last year. The second thing that happened last year is that we were, we were forced to be hidden. And in the hidden place, we had to listen and, and, and hear what God was saying so that we could come back to him, repent, and get ourselves right with the Lord, and then use our our declarations, our decrees, our repentance for the Lord then to move on this nation and the nations and to invoke the angelic hosts to help us. And so at the end of chapter 18, we see the Elijah summoning the servant to go and look for the rain, look for the cloud in the sky. It took seven times for that servant to look. That shows that there was a number of completion. Seven is a number of completion. It's going to take time for the first fruits that happened in chapter 18 to the completion of the flood of the Holy Spirit and what God is wanting to do through the angelic hosts and the armies to come into the earth and to bring the full deliverance. And so the servant had to keep going up and up. But Elijah had already seen it, just like the prophets have seen it. And they have been decreeing and declared and encourage everyone to stand in this place. So now we come into chapter uh, 19 of 1 Kings. And this is where I want to take us today. Verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. 
And then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when Elijah saw that, he arose and he ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. So I want to break this down. That first chapter, uh, the first one is that the enemy, uh, the strongholds had heard what Elijah had said and done. And so there has been a voice that's gone out through God's people this last year, and the enemy has heard what the prophets and the people of God are saying and praying and decreeing and declaring and coming together. And so the stronghold of Jezebel and Ahab, now they're reacting. And so when Elijah was confronted with him, the the stronghold of Ahab and Jezebel decreed an edict of death, a murder. I'm going to kill you, you troubler. You are troubling my plan. There's accusations that came. There's an edict that came. And they're the ones that are in charge. And so in that moment, with all that coming, what it caused the prophet to do was to flee for his life because he heard that and he went to Beersheba. Beersheba is the well of oath. And so I know a lot of people can take the scripture and think, oh, Elijah was fearful and he ran for his life and he missed his position and he missed um, standing um, facing the stronghold and he ran in fear. Well, yes, he did. But he ran to the right place. He actually ran to the well of oath, the promise, the covenant that God um, had given his people. He ran to the quiet place, to the wilderness. He didn't understand what was happening after he had stood and he had saw what was going on ahead of him, ahead of time. And only a first fruits happened because the stronghold was there. And so it caused a little bit of confusion for Elijah as well. Uh, when he started listening to the voice of the enemy, didn't understand all this great work. And yet I'm still dealing with this stronghold. And so he ran and he fled and he fled to a place of promise. And that's where God met him. And the Lord was telling him to eat, to eat, to arise and to eat. So I want to just comfort all the people that are out there that are prophesying and saying that God is going to bring in this great deliverance. Um, he is going to do it in his time, seven times. There's a number of completion and blessing that these things, this first fruits of what's happening is going to come into the fullness into the earth. The second thing I wanted to share was that um, Elijah did go through some sort of confusion when the stronghold was coming against him and decreeing him to be false and to decree that what he heard and what he said was actually, um, you know, caused, was going to come to nothing and that the stronghold was going to live. And so that brought a little confusion to Elijah. So let's go now to Mark chapter 11. And we see in this chapter, and I think there's another gospel that shows where um, the prophet uh, John the Baptist was taken captive by Herod and used by Herodias to um, use Herod to cause John the Baptist to be imprisoned. And that was the same spirit that was trying to come and kill, steal, and destroy the voice of God that was going out and was decreeing and declaring um, to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Do you see the parallel? You see that right now, the voice of Elijah and the the prophet John the Baptist had to do their work. And then there had to be, uh, both of them were actually kind of imprisoned or put aside so that their voice was silenced. And it opened up the room for the new thing that was going to come into the earth, one being Jesus and his voice and his deliverance that was going to bring the fullness of this first fruits that John the Baptist had done. The same with Elijah. Elijah did a first fruits and then he was going to go out and he was going to release an anointing that was going to bring the multiplicity and the fullness that God was going to do bringing Jezebel and Ahab down. And so I just want to encourage you right now that we are just entering into this time where we have gone forth and done a first fruits. We're called to stand in this place and to receive and eat what God is calling us to eat right now. And knowing that the work that has been done in this last 2020 of praying, petitioning, uh, repentance, decreeing, declaring, and speaking uh, God's truth. That first fruits is in the hands of the Father, and He is now going to bring the increase through His angelic army and the, those that He has set aside to enter us in, uh, into this new season, that remnant that is going to be used for such a time as this. All right, that's it for today. God bless. Music.